Well, Steven, we're here. We're almost done with community. I didn't think we'd ever make it, but we made it. And I think, how about, just for old time's sake, we record an intro to the podcast just one more time. Let's do it, Zach. I think we can handle it. If you like what we do here, make sure you mosey on over to patreon.com slash podcast For as little as five bucks a month, you too can feed a Zach and Steven in need, and you'll get access to all sorts of awesome content. Our weekly live pre-show that we do, You Can't Dis a Pre-Show. We've got some bonus podcasts on there. Days and days, just scads of content over there for you. Plus, maybe some new stuff coming soon, so make sure you put your ear to the ground, send us your bones, throw us at least a fiver, and see what it'll get you. Follow us on Twitter over at You Can't Dis a Pod and tell us what show we should talk about next. If you just can't get enough, watch those patties and come over and double tap us on Instagram over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. We're also on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. All sorts of vids, things to like, subscribe, and, and slap the bell to get notified. After we finish the series finale of Community, we'll still be a weekly community podcast for the rest of 2022 as we conduct a series of community superlative podcasts where we'll be creating top five lists on several different community-related topics. Follow us on all our social medias to see how you can be a part of those final podcast episodes. Speaking of five, if you think that we're both five-star men and this is a five-star show, make sure you leave a review wherever you review your podcasts on Apple Music, on Yelp, on Spotify, on TripAdvisor. We're there. Just check us out. Everyone, it has been an honor to do this community rewatch podcast for the past few years, and I hope you'll stick around with us as we wrap it up and move on to the next thing. Steven, what do you have to say as we move onward and upward? Thanks for sticking with us as long as you have. We hope that you hitch your get-alongs to our pick-em-up and ride along with us into whatever the future holds. All right, and for one of the last times, let's do it. Let's start the episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Okay. You know, Zach, I think we could write a better community then community could write of community, don't you? No, I don't at all. <laughs> Zach, you gotta commit to the bit, you know? Our whole thing is that we rewrite the show better than it than it would have been. We say, you know, just throw a paintball, throw a that. Sure, well, now we're I putting, guess I could have... We're putting ourselves, we're putting our money where our mouth is right now, Zachary. We are. Because we're going to tell you what we would have rewritten about community, what we would have wanted That's to true. see. That's true. I'm sorry. We I didn't know you were doing a bit that I had to give a specific answer to. I thought you were just asking <laughs> me a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bit, Zach. Yes, and we would have had so many paintballs, and I don't know. How'd I do? Yeah, just make them kiss, but not them. Don't make them kiss. <laughs> uh-uh. The boys kiss the boys, the girls kiss the girls, but the boys and girls usually do not kiss unless I it's don't want them to kiss. Britta and Troy, and unless yes. Troy is Steven. I would have I would have taken an Abed Annie kiss. Oh, yeah, sure. They do kiss. I would have taken more. I want to see scene two. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Give me show. a Shirley Jeff. <laughs> That's the combo we really we should need. Really what this podcast is about to be, the one that we haven't even introduced yet, is going to be us uh, uh, laying out our ex and <laughs> our ex fanfic? fanfic slash 
Community, spelled C-U-M-M. I think they knew. (laughs) I think they got that. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Today, we're here to talk about the top five plot lines we would have liked to see in Communities Run. That's going to be a lot of fun. It is a top five list, but this is totally devoid of the ranking things. This is just a fun exercise for us to come up with the ideas that that and maybe there's like one that's like the ultimate, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's a different practice here. We're here to be loose, we're here to be goose. Uh we're going to we're going to get all this stuff out. I'm really excited. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm Zach and I'm Steven. <laughs> and this is And live from New York. It's Saturday night! It's actually 1.55 Monday afternoon. Um, neither of us are in New York. Couldn't afford it. And it is, of course, It's You Can't Disappoint a Podcast featuring Stephen Baker, Zach Pruitt, and Bobby Moynihan! Who hasn't been on the show in like 10 years. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm glad you joined us. We're going to get back into the superlative listing of it all. But before we do, we've got to shout out some of our favorite people. You know who they are. It's the people who give us money. It's our team. Can you announce them like the SNL? I don't want to do anymore. Will you do it? Yeah. I remember the names. Okay, go ahead. And introducing our $10 and up patrons. We've got Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Planeswalker Press, Emmy Azrael, Brandon Folkemer, with our musical guest, <laughs> Conversations with Robbie Sherman. I don't think that really sounded like the SNL guy very much at all, but it was fun. I liked it. No, you it did a good job good of it. I didn't. Uh, That's and our what host, I was trying to say. I'm glad you said it. Dave the with the most. <laughs> we have the uh, Israeli school for the blind in the audience tonight, so really should go over should well. Should go well. Should go great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you've made it. Of course, we've also got to shout out the man who... Uh, squeezed us like a three-day-old turd out of his body uh, sometime in the late <laughs> 90s. You won't tell which hole we came from. <laughs> that is, the one of you course, the community daddies over at Communities on Twitter. Not only are they our daddy, they are daddies themselves. Yeah, he is a daddy. Congrats. Congrats. Congrats, dad. Um, he, the Lorne Michaels of community uh at least on twitter uh um, yes yeah communities the the one who who oils up our bodies mm-hmm. for our wrestling matches every morning noon and night. even when we don't have one i haven't had one in decades but, but i'm <laughs> but getting oiled up, up on ready. a on a 45 minute timer <laughs> i don't mind no it's good i'm good with it hey Ooh. zach how you doing buddy i'm good i'm oiled up I'm ready to talk about communities some more. You know, as we are doing these, as we're reconvening to record some of these things that are filling the gap between this and our our upcoming The Good Place podcast that'll start in January, I'm starting to miss talking to you every week about an episode of Community. I really like doing these lists because it scratches an itch of my, like, OCD 
brain. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm feeling bittersweet about where we are in this journey, I guess. Yeah, we're like done. Um we're at the part of the movie when the main plot things are happening, the setup for the final grand gesture is is all there yeah. and, and we're, you know, just testes in hand, <laughs> nipples squeezed. Obviously. We're just ready to let it all out. Yeah, Same and for you're you, right. Zach. We are settling up towards. <laughs> are a you big... also feeling that? I'm feeling all of those things. My testes are squeezed, or whatever you said. Yeah. Um, uh, but w- off of what you're saying, you're right. We're building up towards a grand gesture because we're gonna, uh, you know, cut ties from this podcast for a little while at the end of the year with a really big series spanning uh, community roundtable. We're gonna have a couple of our absolute favorite community podcaster guests from throughout the run of our show to do some rankings of the top and worst episodes of all of community it's going to be like a long one where we really get into the nitty-gritty and fucking bury this thing with a shovel right oh We're yeah squeezing every last bit of juice out of this thing and that's gonna be a lot of fun so stay tuned of course, I didn't mention when I shouted out our patrons, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We've still got Brokeback Bebop and you can't disappreciate show over there and new things coming soon. So check us new out. New things there. coming soon. And what do you want to talk about, Steven? What's on your mind today? Um, you know, I want to talk about a movie I watched late, late, late last night okay. in pitch black conditions to make it extra scary. Uh, I watched Smile. No, yeah, bro, bros. <laughs> Ooh, boys kissing. <laughs> ah, um. no, my pearls. <laughs> They, they can't be friends and lovers. Um, uh, I watched Smile, uh, a movie that I was pretty excited to see. I, I like scary movies quite a bit. I've talked about it on here. Um, uh, talked about that quite a bit. Um, but I, I was excited for this one because they, they were really creative with their marketing. They like had people sitting at like sporting events doing creepy smiles yeah, on the camera. Neat. And I think that's that's really scary as shit. That's like next level. Not even just sports um, games. There were certain like big cities where you would just walk past a street and there'd be a person doing that. Yikes! Now for me and Anderson, uh, it turns out that wasn't that wasn't marketing. <laughs> but I was I not took the selfies marketing. with them and everything, and it did not go well. <laughs> but there were like just in regular scenarios where you'd walk past someone doing. Yeah, that's terrifying. Marketing. It's a cool um, idea the for movie marketing. itself. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but. Uh, I thought that it was it. They did a good job being scary. They built really good anticipation in a few scenes uh-huh. that that I like literally like s- scooted back from my screen because I knew something was about to happen. And most of the jump scares, I did not expect exactly what the jump scare was. Um, they did a good job with like using four directions. Um, if that makes sense, what I'm saying, I know like what you're you have, saying, yeah. yeah, they did a good job of doing that to kind of subvert what you were expecting to happen. Interesting. Um, the plot was not the most inventive, but it was it it worked. Serviceable. You know, I think that it it harkens a little bit to the movie It Follows, which I think is very very good. That was a good one. And has one of the best jump scares of all time, in my opinion. Mm. Um, you've seen it follows, right? Not for a while, but I saw it when all the hype was around it and really enjoyed it. Do you it. remember the scene where, uh, they're like in like the dorm room and she's like freaking out and doesn't want to let anybody in and the friend like opens the door and then the tall guy like sneaks in behind her. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that is one of the Spooky. best jump scares of all time. That wow. one's incredible. I, I need to watch that one again. That is a good yeah, one. Yeah. It follows is good. Yeah. Um, but it, this is kind of in a similar vein a little bit. Uh, more fucked up. I had heard of like people like getting sick and like feeling like ill 
seeing this movie. I it wasn't anything didn't get like that, that at all. Yeah. No. I mean, there's much more graphic and gruesome stuff, but it was good. The the ending people just don't know how to end horror movies. You can put a big budget behind it. The sound editing was fantastic. The sound design was really good. The the score was solid. But when you when you just throw a lot of money at something, it doesn't mean the ending's going to be good. The ending, I expected the ending for the whole last hour of the movie. Um, they kind of trick you a little bit. There's a couple of little plot twists, but it was, you know. Well, I kind of feel like with it was hor- good. the way that horror movies run nowadays, a big budget horror movie like that, of course they have in their mind from day one that if this does well, we'll find a way to do another one. Exactly. And that just isn't the best way to tell a story. No, it's not. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it for fans of horror if you like um, jump scares. I like jump scares a lot. I think that that doesn't necessarily make a good movie. It normally is a sign that it's not going to be great if they're focusing all their attention there. But it was yeah. good. I would, I would like, if I was feeling spooky and wanted a scary movie to watch, I would recommend it to somebody. I think that we need to stop making every movie two hours, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Uh, or, like, oh! from... Oh! I just remembered just... something, uh, and, and if we're not going to talk about it here, if we want to save this for Whatever. something else so I can talk more about it. Talk about I it. I saw the newest Black Panther recently. Oh, and you really enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. I cried a lot. I laughed a lot. I cheered. I thought it was fantastic. One of my favorite Marvel movies to date. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The last movie I watched, and to talk about movies don't need to be two hours. When it comes to kind of your more art house movie, fuck. Every movie's two and a half hours. Easy. I saw this movie, Tar. Have you heard about Tar? I have not. Um, it's Do they a tar and feather somebody? Big Oscar it's about a black guy. movie. It's like Kate Blanchett gives a really, really big and impressive performance in it. And she mm. plays a fictional, really, really famous and successful, influential conductor who mm-hmm. has really made this image for herself in the public eye, but gets up to some shady stuff uh, behind. And it was a really interesting movie with a phenomenal fucking performance from Kate Blanchett. She'll probably win the Oscar for it, maybe. Um, She's really, really great in it. And there's some really great music on film, like performance of of orchestral music on film that I think you would enjoy. Ooh, I might be really into that. You might. I think you'd like it. The other thing that I wanted to mention uh, is that, so I mentioned when we were finishing up Community that Lily and I were starting to go see a Broadway play to celebrate it. Now I've seen a couple. We just saw the Broadway production of Aladdin. And yeah. for uh, for something that's so overdrawn like Aladdin, I think we've all had about enough of Aladdin by now, right? Uh, I still felt like I had a lot to say about it, so I wanted to bring it up. The, mm-hmm. If you get the chance to see Aladdin, we saw the Broadway tour. If you get a chance to see the Broadway Aladdin, I would say definitely go see it. Uh, Aladdin's one of my favorite Disney movies. I fucking love Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I think it, the music means a lot to me. And from a production perspective, it was insane. The sets were so beautiful. There were so many of them. The transitions were so smooth. The uh, special effect of the magic carpet, dude, I've never seen anything like it on stage. And the way that they lit it, I had no idea how it was happening. They were Mm -hmm. lifted all the way from the floor to as high up on the stage as it can get. And they went all the way around. The thing spun around. Like, it had such a range of movement. And I know it's like they're on a thing that guides them, but you couldn't see it at all. And it had such a wide range of movement that I was, like, blown away. It was really, really cool. That's really cool. I I would would like to see it. I've seen some videos on TikTok of, like, the Aladdin. And it looks incredible. Like you said, like, even in the videos, like, somebody recorded with their phone illegally, I couldn't tell how the carpet was doing its thing yeah. so that's cool however like they make some weird changes from the movie 
Um, there's mm-hmm. no Abu. Abu, complete erasure. No, Maybe they Abu didn't the want monkey. somebody to be a monkey. Well, they could have done a puppet or something. It's the type of of Disney musical that would have mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with a puppet. Uh, yeah. Likewise, Iago is just a dude. He's ah, just a short guy. That is he on Jafar's shoulder? No, but there's a line in the beginning of the play that Jafar's like, "Would you stop parroting about?" Nice. <laughs> uh, the other <laughs> thing is that like, Aladdin has these three friend characters. Mm. that probably have more stage time than any other character. Nice. They have like four or five songs and it feels like Aladdin and <laughs> Jet. Ja- yeah, it feels like Aladdin and Jasmine barely have anything to do except like the three songs that they have from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then like the genie, really talented, has this huge personality and like uh breaks the fourth wall and like calls the audience Indianapolis and stuff like that, which nice. was really fun. But the genie doesn't have like any jokes. Mm, interesting. I know. That, that was my thoughts on Aladdin. It's been weird amount of time on these characters, Babcack, Kasim, and Omar. <laughs> Not them just doing a Rack Shack weird. and Benny. <laughs> but from a production thing, it, like, it, bigger than Wicked. Like, wow. production-wise, beautiful. But the show was kind of... I feel like they they made some weird choices when adapting the movie to stage. And it just proves, like, the first play I saw, which was Anastasia, that it's really hard to build a full Broadway musical off of a movie that has, like, five songs. Yeah. Because those other songs that you write for it have to be incredible or else it's kind of boring while you're waiting to get to one of the songs that you know. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a video anyway. of a... Uh, I did a routine with my student, uh, the really old Asian lady, to... Once Upon a December. Oh, nice. That, that was a good song. It's a yeah, good it's a good song. That's the one I remember. Uh, Yeah. Yep. I like Anastasia. There's also A Journey to the Past or something is one of the big songs in the movie. Mm, well, that's I enough. I recognize it. Let's move on. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about today, which is Let's the top five plot lines we would have liked to see in Community. No honorable mentions for this one. Just five. Um... Do you want to try to guess? We guessed last time. Do you have any idea of what you think I would say? I don't know, because I know what I'm going to say, but... No, I don't. Okay, then we won't guess this time. We'll just get right into it. And I want us to have a a bit of a pitching session here. We're going to take a little bit of time on each idea to talk yeah. about what works, for, what it what it makes us think, that type of thing. So why don't you kick us off? Give us... One of your okay, thoughts. my my number five, and like you were saying, this isn't really in any particular order, but I went backwards. I the one that that was most forefront in my mind is the one I'll say last, and the mm-hmm. one that I came up sure. with fifth is, is this same. one. Um, I would have liked to see some sort of final showdown with City College. I think yeah. that's something that was a big deal earlier in the show, and then just wasn't ever again. They mentioned City College, but then don't do anything with the Incredibles type death machine and they didn't need to do anything with that but i feel like they wanted to get so far away from that that they just completely dropped city college as a Mm -hmm. as a super villainy threat which i kind of get but especially like modern espionage which i have a couple qualms with it it was the perfect opportunity to have one last huge city college threat yeah and it isn't the same with like basic crisis room decorum kind of a city college threat but not in the we needed to see dean spreck one more time and exactly and have him and the dean be weirdly sexual towards each other yeah i would have liked some sort of like and maybe hey who knows maybe they'll do it for the movie but but some sort of like 
City College is making one last that. go at us, and yeah. now we have to like fight back. You I know? wouldn't hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, I'm going to say th- this isn't really so much a specific plot line, but something that I really would have liked to have seen is uh, holiday episodes in seasons five and six. Yeah, sure. The holiday episodes in the first three seasons are the some of the very, very best and memorable episodes of the show, and mm-hmm. they bring out the heart of the characters in a really great way, and they play with the rules of the show in a really great way. Uh, and once Dan Harmon came back, it was really unfortunate that when the seasons aired didn't allow for them to have Halloween and Christmas episodes, sure. which I would have loved to have seen that version of the show in seasons five and six do some stuff with holidays. And I really Imagine think it- how weird a season six Halloween episode could have gotten. Or how much how much heart could have been found in a season six Christmas episode with yeah. the with the family of characters they've built in that up in that season. So that exactly. was my number five. Yeah, um, my number four, and this is more of like a, I wish that they had done it differently, or I have done anything two. with it. Yeah, um, I would have liked if the Troy and Britta relationship. I'm fine with it ending. I'm fine with it being the exact length that it was. I'm fine with how it ended. I would have liked just anything during it to, or before to show any sort of chemistry or any sort of like yeah. there's a reason this is happening. It's truly unfortunate because they did a good long job yeah. of setting those two up together in a really subtle and interesting way that of a lot of the ships in the show like caught my eye. Like I know I mm-hmm. I make fun of you for kind of putting yourself in Troy's shoes, but I feel the exact same way. They have real chemistry. Like I yeah. always remember the moment in the Blade episode when like Troy uh, Britta finds out Troy is the one that texted her something really sweet. Yeah. And the smile of like she's really happy that it's Troy who said something like that to her. Mm-hmm. Really good moment, and it feels like as soon as they started season four, they were like, this doesn't work, so let's just put it in the background until we do the breakup episode. Yeah. When you could have done a lot with those two in a relationship with each other. Uh, instead, it has, like, Britta follow around Jeff all the time. And yeah. Jeff be like, I know you want to fuck me, Britta. Ha, ha, ha. When it would have been really fun to do some episodes on the Troy and Jeff dynamic. Yeah, Jeff where Jeff was a little bit jealous because Troy's yeah, actually dating a guy who's probably better than him at this point. Yeah, is actually dating this girl that started this whole thing. Missed opportunity for sure. Mm-hmm. My number four is like yours, where I'm kind of going back to season four and talking about something that I wish the show would have done instead. I we talked about it a little bit on a pre-show recently. I wish the show had had a really true, iconic sitcom graduation episode. Yeah. There's so many great sitcoms that take place in high school that have a really good, everyone's going their different direction, everyone's mm-hmm. saying things to people that they have to say now or they'll never be able to. I immediately go to Boy Meets World. I was thinking really the exact same thing. Graduation Amazing episode graduation episode. Where episode. Topanga proposes to Corey as their... As their being graduated, I guess. Uh, and the season four graduation episode is such a, a hodgepodge of so many things that don't work at yeah. all from my perspective. And I think it totally loses the graduation of it all until the last couple of minutes when, especially for the sweet, 
family-oriented season that season four was, I would have much preferred just an episode with the vibe of those last couple minutes where it's just confined to the school and everyone's business as Jeff is about to graduate early. I would have liked that a lot better. Or even mm-hmm. better, an episode that would have allowed most of the cast to graduate together. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, – I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, my third one is going to be uh, a little bit more broad. Cool. Uh, but anything with Shirley. I just wish that there was some sort of like over like arc, a Shirley arc or growth or development that wasn't now her sleeping with Chang funny, her maybe being pregnant with Chang's baby for an entire season. Not as funny. It's not so much even that that couldn't have worked. It's more that the only thing they do with it is Shirley being like, Oh no, Chang and Chang being like, wow, I'm weird. Uh, yeah, could have that's it. Done a <laughs> that lot was they're like, haha, that's funny. That. Yeah, it's it's funny asides, but it's nothing meaty for either of those two characters. Like Shirley's identity, the entire show didn't adjust or change, and every other characters at least did to some degree. They showed some sort of growth or oh, yeah. regression or some sort of look movement. at Jeff Abed and Annie from yeah. and Britta from episode Troy. one to the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that sure that Yvette Nicole Brown as a performer deserved better because she gave her all to that role and and still finds ways to shine in a lot of times when she's on the screen. But there's just so many times where they stick Shirley in the background or as the the third in a group of a B plot. You know, yeah. and I think that's just really it. I love the show and I love a lot of things the show does, but that's one thing that really rubs me the wrong way. Is it's just a waste of a character. The writing is so good sometimes yeah. that I think it it was just a waste. It makes it stand it out even thing. more when there are such clear oversights. Yeah. Because they could have and did do so much better with so many other things. I want to take a segue off of that. This is a couple weeks from when this thing went viral, but did you see the video mm-hmm. of Yvette talking about the movie? I'd like to talk about that for a second. Uh, because one, I think there is zero chance. Oh, if, for anyone that doesn't know, someone asked Yvette at the premiere for Disenchanted, I think, yeah. that, about the movie and the progress on the movie. And Yvette said kind of cheekily, just like over and over again, like, the movie, I don't know anything about it. What I know about it is what you saw. I saw Joel mm-hmm. McHale post it and me get tagged in it, and I saw that everyone's excited. That's all I know. Now, granted, a couple of things. I kind of believe that outside of a very small circle, that's kind of where all the cast sits yeah. on this thing, including Joel McHale, including get all. I think that's where everyone sits. I think mm-hmm. they know that they're attached. The names that were have been attached, or even haven't gotten a phone call, other than seeing everyone make social media posts. Yeah. Uh, two. I don't think there's any chance that Dan has not considered that Shirley will be a part of this movie. I think she has to. Three, I don't think this movie is going to be able to solve any issues when it comes to the character of Shirley. No. Uh, I think that'd be asking too much of it, and it'd have to be a different thing than what it's probably going to be to Mm -hmm. do that. Uh, So four, I kind of get and vibe with Yvette being like, community movie, I don't know her. Of course she's going to show up and do it, and of course she'll get a paycheck, and of course it's going to be cool, and her cameo or extended part in the movie is going to be fun, but I think she is jilted by the show and by the fandom. Yeah, and I get it. Like, if I were her, I don't know that I'd be super thrilled about 
you know, I think that I would still do it, but... She's tweeted a lot of stuff that makes it clear that she's really happy for the fans that we're getting this thing that we really want. Yeah. But I think Shirley, I think Yvette is kind of like over Shirley and kind of like mm-hmm. past community. Um, it'll be... I hope they give her something interesting to do in the movie. That's what I want. Yeah. But I'm not really worried, just like I wasn't really worried with Donald on if they're actually yeah. going to show up or not. It's just more, what are they going to do? How much are they going to show up for? Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of Donald, I I finally... So I've, I'm going very slowly through the last season of Atlantic. Yeah, I have a lot. We've just recently wrapped watching through season two, so I'm behind. Nice. Yeah, I just saw the love second it. episode of the last season, and it's really, really good. I love that show. This mm-hmm. time it's watching great. through it, everything about it speaks to me. Season two is so weird. Uh, obviously, I and I think I had heard so many people say that that it worked more for me. Yeah, I love I didn't it. Ta- I, it. It was weird, but it wasn't any. It's like it's like Twin Peaks. It's like David Lynch. Yeah, and I really like that. It's like less about normal story about characters and more about like the cosmic struggle of it mm-hmm. all. But at the same time, even though it's outside of my experience, I feel like. Every interaction they have with every person in that show has a lot of truth to real people and situations that the creatives on that show have been through. All of the people feel very real, whether it's like some crazy guy that they meet in like the holding cell while they're waiting to go to jail Mm -hmm. or whether it's – I don't know. I just think it's a really, really well thought out world and really human in all of its weirdness. But let's get back into our lists. Let's Atlanta's do it. Great. Your maybe, turn, number three. Maybe in the future we should find a reason to talk about Atlanta. I would to come love back to community to talk about a little. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, this I kind of aped a little bit off of a specific episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I would have loved a season six episode of Community that's kind of like the Frankie work episode. That'd be fun. Where it focuses specifically on Frankie. And meanwhile, all of the study group are doing some type of big scheme uh, away from Frankie that we don't really know what it is that they're up to, which helps us see Frankie's perspective of never knowing what (laughs) What, what's going on, yeah, and her having to fix everything without understanding them. I think that could have been a really fun episode. I love that. I love that idea. Um, My number two also focuses on not one of the main study group. Um, I would have loved to see an episode or a vignette or something that, mm-hmm. that gave us a look into, and I don't need more than one episode of this, but I would have loved to see either like a Dean centric mm-hmm. or a Greendale centric episode before Jeff got there. Ooh, I like that. Right. I think that's not be a super heroic fun. origins. No, literally just a day in the life mm-hmm. before Jeff. Like I want to see whether it was like. A, a utopia of peace whether yeah. it was the same chaos i want to see the dean removed from jeff i think that's a really great idea mm-hmm. does go the with... dean have another student that he had a big crush on that he's following around maybe it, it flips on that and the dean has someone who's like to him how the dean is to jeff oh my gosh that'd be hilarious I'm going to go with my number two. Uh, this is kind of – they tried to do an episode like this with mm-hmm. the Annie's Move and Jeff and Dean episode. But I would really like an episode that's specifically about everybody's day off from Greendale. 
Yeah. And it follows each of the seven characters not doing – because what the Annie's Move episode didn't do is they still all were together and doing things mm-hmm. together. An episode where each of the seven, we see a day in the life outside of the study group. And yeah. maybe there's like a text chain or something that they, mm-hmm. that that binds them all together. But it's about, well, what is Shirley doing trying to corral her kids this week and trying to yeah. get something done around her kids or – what is Jeff doing, uh, I don't know, to make himself seem cool when he's not at Greendale? All, mm-hmm. I would love to see just everybody's life outside the small bubble we get. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, my last one is one that I, I really wish they, they would have gone more into and I think could have been really, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just the little, the one instance we get of this, I find hilarious. I know you really don't like that episode, but I would have loved to see... Troy's family. I think that his upbringing is so unique compared to the rest what of the group. What episode are you talking about that I don't like that much? Basically, where genealogy. his uh, grandma or aunt spanks. But even that one, it barely scratches the surface. Yeah, Keep but they, if like if it. that's the one look we get into his family, I think that's hilarious. And I think that you know having a an episode where his friends want to throw him a birthday party or something like that, and they want his family there, but his family doesn't do holidays. And I think that could have been a funny um, tiff between because Troy's always so funny in the holiday episodes mm-hmm. because he's like, I don't, uh, I don't really do this, but I appreciate you guys are celebrating, you know, that sort of thing. I think it'd be yeah. really funny. Um, yeah. You know, I think an episode, like you said, and this kind of ties into the five or six holiday episode, that could have been a great thing. We had the, we're stuck in Shirley's garage for Thanksgiving. What if we all end up with Troy's family at a holiday and they're Mm -hmm. not celebrating, but we try and celebrate secretly? Like, that's, you know, a funny, funny runner. I don't know that would have been the best episode of the show, but I would have been really interested to see that dynamic. No, I think you are onto the right thing. My number one is also Troy's family. That's incredible. Hey! I think, and that was like from day one of coming up with the idea for this list, that's always been the first thing in my head. Me Think too. about it. Just about every other main study group character, we meet Jeff's dad. We know about both of Pierce's parents. We know about Britta's parents, parents. Abed's dad. We don't meet Annie's parents, but we kind of know their dynamic, how they cut off Annie and stuff like that. Yeah. We meet Abed's dad, and we learn about Abed's mom. Uh, Surely we don't learn about her parents. We should Mm -hmm. have. Uh, I think Troy's family, and specifically Troy's parents and Troy's life growing up as a black kid in a in a religion like that mm-hmm. like a religion that's really counterculture and probably a predominantly white religion yeah um i think i don't know exactly how they would turn it into sitcom shenanigans but i think it's such a novel idea that troy is this guy that yeah. grew up this way and i just so badly want to see more of where that came from well and, imagine a parents yeah. day episode where you know we have the heart with whose parents didn't come. We have the comedy with whose parents don't get along, whose parents do get along. You know, that's You're sort bringing of thing. me right back to my graduation episode idea. Yeah, that, that would have been a perfect place to do it. You yes. could have had a two-parter. Their parents are there for graduation. There's there's turmoil. There's tiff. And there's if, romance. And could have done that, I feel like season four could have done that. Yeah. Gotten Iqbal Theba back as, as Abed's dad. Hell yeah. Um... It may be for some reasons it works that we didn't get their version of Britta's parents because I do like mm-hmm. the casting of Britta's parents in season I six. Agree. But I'm with you. I think Choi's family, Shirley's family, I don't know. I, I want to know why these characters are the 
because Troy has some really interesting ticks and anxieties about him and mm-hmm. and weird false facts that he just thinks are true yeah like, like you can tell he was sheltered but didn't yeah. want to be yeah with his fascination with butt stuff like <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great to dive into that yeah um and that's one of the things that i don't think the movie will really get to do but no i would be really interested if they dive into what made troy that kid rather than him being like pirate enigma now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a great list. Uh, we'll recap our list at the very end, and I want to ask you a closing question. But first, let's see what the people sent into us as their what ideas. What did the people say? I think this is a really fun topic, and I'm I'm excited to see what other people think and what they riff off of it. We've got a few. I'll kick it off. First, we've got Jeffrey Malone. Jeffrey Malone giving us the top five plot lines he would have liked to see. Um, I'm going to go five to one. Number five, he said some sort of homage to Memento, which is great. That's a Christopher Nolan movie that's like yeah. told backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be really fun. That would we be fun. come up with any specific homages. I think that's a great idea. Number four, he's got Annie's boobs day off. Uh, a day <laughs> in the funny. life from the perspective of Annie's boobs. I like that. Number three, Abed directs a Doritos commercial. That is kind of funny if he's trying to win like the Super Bowl contest ad where they yeah. tell people to film their own commercial. That could have been fun. Um, number two, Jeff represents Greendale in front of the Supreme Court against <laughs> City College. Uh, that might be in the movie. That <laughs> would, Yeah. And number one, the Greendale Seven go to grad school together, and Dean Pelton becomes the new dean of that school. So really just going for the Mr. Feeney of it all, where the teacher follows them. Great list, Jeffrey. Um, Matt here has five. Forrest, I'm going to go backwards as well. Uh, Number five, episode after episode of Not Pierce on Screen in season three. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So maybe just... a plot line, but I don't disagree. Um, Troy and Abed, Day in the Life. I would have loved to see, kind of like where you're talking about the study group's day off. I would have loved uh-huh. to see Troy and Abed interacting together and apart on that day and see like, how much let of it they really are let them go wild together. in the real world outside yeah. of Greendale and see what happens. Like, yeah. I want to see them in the grocery store. Like, that uh-huh. seems hilarious to me. Um, a Girls' Day episode. Okay. A Shirley-centered episode. Absolutely. Preach. Um, and then Jeff learning that teaching had value to Dave. I yeah I don't know I'll be interested to see where the uh, uh, years in between community and the movie have taken Jeff and mm-hmm. if he has stayed a teacher and if he has enjoyed it because friend I of the show Darson Solomon Darson season six Darsan. has a couple of weird little moments where Jeff I think does see little value in teaching mm-hmm. and I, I don't I don't hate Jeff as a teacher good list Matt we've got yeah. one more this is from Jennifer top five top five. Top five Whoa. plot lines Jennifer would have Somebody liked made a little flub. Well, her top five is just one. I can only think of one right now, she says. A focus on the other members of Greendale with the study group in the background. This idea always seems so funny to me, and I would have loved to see this. I agree. They kind of yeah. did it with the Todd episode, but specifically an episode where there is no study group plot line. They are in mm-hmm. the background, and we follow like the meat puppet characters. I think that's a great think idea. It'd be really funny. Before we wrap things up here, Stephen, I want to ask you one question kind of along the lines of this topic. We didn't pick any homage-centric episodes. No. What homage would you like to have seen Community do, uh, whether it is from the time it was on or since, like something that they weren't Ooh. able to do because it wasn't out yet? You know what? I would love to see a Community episode made in the world post Everything Everywhere All at Once. That is exactly my thought, Steve. Uh-huh. That's the I, only movie that came to mind for me. I think if Community was on right now, 
they would totally do a sequel episode to Remedial Chaos Theory uh-huh. in the vein of Everything Everywhere All at Once, or maybe even more of a Paradigms of Human Memory type mm-hmm. thing in the vein of Everywhere Everywhere All Everything Everywhere All at Once. I would have loved an episode that shows us like thirty versions of each character in different. Oh lives. my gosh, that was my idea too. I think I that'd be, be so awesome. funny. Just rapid fire. Well, Steven, this was really fun. I think that's it for the superlative. We're going to come back next week to talk about another fun one. We're going to do our top five community songs. Hell yeah. I'm excited for that one. And that's such a broad category. I mean, there are plenty of songs that are like featured played in community that you mm-hmm. could put up there, whether it's like a damn I wish I was your lover type thing. There yeah. are all kinds of like little baby wisps of a song that you could use, like something like uh, uh, Jeffrey's Mary or Britta's Marion, Jeffrey Winger. There's <laughs> so many things you could do. It's going to be hard to decide just five and it's going to be hard to even like find a source to use mm-hmm. to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Um, so Zach, speaking of music, tie into yeah. Black Panther. Ludwig uh-huh. knocked it out of the park again. Oh, of course. Saw him did. doing That's an great. interview. He literally, like, for one of the songs on the album, found one of the ten rappers that raps in the original Mayan dialect Whoa. and, like, had them do a song on the album. That's it's incredible. crazy. Yeah. It's Ludwig nuts. is awesome. What a fucking legend. Well, let's wrap this up, Steven. If you like what we're doing here and you want to get this podcast a week early, along with all of our other exclusive things, we've got You Can't Disappreciate, Show, which streams live, and there's the whole back catalog of all those episodes, along with uh, the almost complete full run of Brokeback Bebop. We're getting closer and closer to wrapping bow, up Cowboy bow, Bebop bow, over bow, there. Bow, and, bow, and that's really bow, fun. Bow, so bow, come bow. check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, they know, but tell them anyway. Where else can they find us? You know, if if you wanna to to shoot the shit with us, if you wanna tell us the way you want us to run our Twitter, if you wanna you know vent about your frustrations with the platform, uh, do that over at you can't disappod. Uh, we're also on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast, just in case the Twitter sphere comes crashing down. So that's what everyone's saying now. Uh, my timeline is just people posting their Instagrams and saying, just in case Twitter's gone I tomorrow. Know, it's so annoying. Um, <laughs> like every, uh, but um, we're also on YouTube and Facebook under the whole name of the show. You can't disappoint a podcast. Uh, thank you guys for for being on this awesome ride with us. We have a lot of fun, and it's been so much fun doing these top five lists. Zach. I'm yeah, really it loving has. it. I've been loving it too. Everyone from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Uh, can you do that ending again, but with a little bit more paintball next time? From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. I'm. Oh God! Oh God! No, this isn't he's over. Hit. It's he's still hit. happening. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you. Oh, just, just, oh, oh, oh second round of them. Oh, God. Oh, just, just. <laughs> Bye. Pierce double crossed us. Nicely done. Oh, <laughs> my